back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, yo, how's it going, everybody? And Lauren Sperling. Hey, friends. I didn't have anything witty to say in that intro this time. I usually do. Such um, a shame. Other than the fact that we missed calling out the 69th episode of the show. I know. Oh, yeah. Last time. <laughs> we everybody, that one I, I apologize. I literally texted both of these two in the group chat after I edited the podcast and I went, guys, it's fucking 69. <laughs> so I'm just going to say like, nice. Uh, I think, exactly. I think you guys are more devastated by that than I am. Yeah, totally. but, oh, yes. I just look at it. Broken. I just look at it as a, as a missed <laughs> opportunity for a cheap joke. Yeah. But here we'll make up for that. Taylor, give me your sexiest. Wooka wooka. Wooka wooka. That was sexy. It was like bro. I was channeling a little bit of like Barry, um, uh, like Barry, Barry White. White, you know. That, that was good. Of, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Take take two. You got there. All right. Well, you can just cut the first one out or not. Like, yeah. Call no, you two I take Taylor. Probably, yeah, two take. <laughs> just, hey, I'm not an actor. It. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember that 2000s movie, the the Ladies Man? It sounds yes. so familiar, but I you like I, I remember oh, the name, but who's in it? I can't for the life of me, I can't think of it right now. I forget the actor's <sighs> name, but like my, so not this Lauren. My Lauren was like trying to quote something to me, and she was like, Do you remember that movie that was like like pineapple butt lotion? And I was like, What the fuck? I was like, What the it's, fuck are you talking about? Tim Meadows. Yeah, his Tim SNL Meadows. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so she like tried to find this clip for like an hour and it ended up being penial colada butt lotion. Oh my she was God. like cracking up about this line from the trailer. And then she's like, do you want to watch this? And I went, no, no. that looks so dumb. Like, <laughs> So you watched it? No, we didn't. I oh. told her no. I was like, no, no, this is like of all the Saturday night live movie characters to watch. I'm like the late, like, I like Tim Meadows, but his character, he like, he's got that hot, like that fake high voice. And he's like yeah. the ladies man. I'm like, this is just like, a overtly racist yeah. and like b like your whole premise for like making me want to watch this movie is one line that's pina colada butt lotion yeah. so like no we can just watch the clip and then like you can get your jollies off the laugh and then i don't have to watch it yeah. um quick question for you joel would you rather watch yeah. the ladies man or master of disguise speaking of terrible snl oh. spinoffs I was gonna throw Night at the Roxbury in there too, but I feel like that's too easy of an answer. Oh, that's I I would watch the Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I would probably rather watch Master of Disguise, honestly. I gotta say, I still quote that movie to this day. Yeah. I only saw it I once. I think about it every time I make fun of Mitch McConnell though, because I'm yeah. like, he's a fucking turtle, and I'm like, yeah. Dana Carvey was that's a turtle. Only, yeah, exactly. Am that's I not the only line I remember. For the turtle club, turtle, turtle. Ah. Um, Dude, so funny segue. I've been perfecting that since I was like 10. So, <laughs> Funny segue. Did you guys know that Ted Lasso, that Jason Sudeikis yeah. Apple Plus show, yeah. that, was a, that was a character 
that he did for NBC Sports oh, for gosh. a long time, like oh. like eight eight years ago. That's funny. He was he was like I think like so like NBC Sports was trying to promote uh, soccer right to the American market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Jason Sudeikis would go on real NBC Sports like commentaries and pretend to be Ted Lasso. And That's I awesome. didn't, I, I didn't know this. I was like watching, uh, you know, when I get high, I go down these like YouTube holes. Right. And I saw like a Ted Lasso clip that was from eight years ago. And I went, what? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. So I clicked on it and it's literally Ted Lasso, like doing uh fake premier league commentary on NBC sports. It was, I was like, my mind was fucking blown. That's funny. Yeah, so that kind of ties into like I don't think it was a Saturday Night Live character, but it's funny that all these like there's so many movies that come from characters that like we don't even like know about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, totally. Anyway, that was my rant at the beginning of the episode. Uh, <laughs> now I can cut that out. So if you guys like Ted Lasso, you had a little bit of fun. If you like yeah. Pina Colada butt lotion, you had even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you guys? We are not watching? sponsored by Pina Colada butt lotion. Yeah. Speak for yourself. We are sponsored by Dana Carvey, though. <laughs> I'll take kidding. it. Um, right, who who watched what? Uh, do you want to go first, Lauren, or do you want me? To sure. Go? Um, I started the flight attendant per your recommendation after the last cast. Nice. It's it's a trip, man. I'm yeah, not done with really it yet, is. but it's it's quite interesting, and it's it's actually really fun to see Kaylee Cuoco in this role because she has the comedic elements that we know of her but she actually has some dramatic chops too and it's yeah it's fun to see her not awesome. in the big bang theory <laughs> yeah. yeah and also michelle gomez back as a baddie yeah i love her so much yeah. um so not done with it but 10 out of 10 would recommend um and then the only other thing i watched uh was the pilot of resident alien mm. have either of you checked it out yet i'm only yeah. on the wind uh, no, I'm a huge That's Alan right. Tudyk fan, though. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. It my is, best friend, Alan Tudyk? It does. Yeah. Uh, my secret admirer, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I was on a um, game show with Alan Tudyk. So. Um, well, he said I was attractive to my friend. So. Oh, wow. Fair enough. Take that, Joel. Um Have I not told you guys that story? I don't I think, think you so. have. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm I sure. So long story short, used to go to game nights at Scum and Villainy, and they were themed nice. every week, and they had a Firefly night. Um, and so I dressed up as Lady Jane because I have the hat and everything. And we took a picture of all, everyone who was just dressed up as Jane. And I was the only girl. <laughs> um, but my friend Chelsea, who run who ran the game nights, um, the company that she works for, like she knows Alan through that. And he happened to be in the office the next day. And so she showed him the picture and he was like, Mm, no jane was never that attractive ever like <laughs> laughed and then walked out of the room and that's i was like funny. that is so cool. loves me it's fine um I but mean, that's okay are, because you are more attractive than adam baldwin that's not a very true very true it's not a lot um but that's okay because i love him too and this role um like further solidifies my love for him i wouldn't say the pilot was phenomenal um but him as an alien pretending to be human is so good it's so fun to watch and it's definitely a very dark dramedy sci-fi and i am excited to see where it goes without is there only one episode out right now 
Yeah, so it's it's dropping weekly on Sci-Fi, and it premiered cool. last Wednesday. So it's I think it's every Wednesday. Um, and if you have Hulu Live, you can watch it there, or you can watch it on Sci-Fi.com, like I did. Is it free on Sci-Fi? Uh huh. Nice. I I imagine the episodes won't be up there very long, so right. I would like get on the train as they drop. But oh, and also Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Hey, my is back. Planet. For season two, yes, who is now a series regular on the show. Oh, um, I love that man. And I gotta say, I'm loving season two. I may have cried already, but it's fine. So, if you like the musical shows and you haven't already watched Zoe's, definitely check it out on Hulu. Hell yeah. Uh, I love pointing out this story about Alan every time he comes up uh, on Geeks Who Drink. He did not drink on that show. Uh, I was very disappointed in him. They offered him <laughs> a whiskey and he was like, can I have tea so it looks like I'm drinking? And they were like, sure. And then they looked at us and they were like, do you guys also not want to drink with Alan? And I'm like, no, fucking of course I want to drink. Give me the, <laughs> the beer now. <laughs> Free beer. <laughs> Taylor, what have you been watching? Keep it short. Yeah, I haven't been, honestly, haven't been watching a lot. Um, two two things I want to talk about. Um, the first was the, uh, and I think I, actually watched this before the last cast, but I forgot to mention it, and I did want to point it out because um, it's Soderbergh, uh, Soderbergh's latest movie, mm. um, which is Let Them All Talk. It's the new film he did with uh, Meryl Streep um, and oh, Lucas yeah. uh, Hedges, and I believe Gemma yeah. Chan's in it as well, as well as a few others. Um, Was it shot on a smart fridge camera? No, but it, it's... <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Sorry, I had, to, I had to cough there while I was laughing, so it was like a little bit of both, but... um. <laughs> yeah, no, it it actually was Joel. Just just so you know, and he he he, he nice. uh, did a wheelchair dolly the whole time too. Um, yeah, he's no. like the opposite of Christopher Nolan, where yeah. it's like Christopher Nolan is like the way it was intended, and yeah. fucking and Soderbergh's like I don't give a fuck. I yeah, like Soderbergh, I shot it like shit. Who cares? Nolan's <laughs> like, no. Well, I mean, he like he's always had that sort of uh, no, yeah, for sure. You know, very lo-fi style in terms of cinematography yeah. and stuff and taking advantage well, I mean, of 28 days later you know it's like yeah well no, he didn't danny boyle, yeah, it was danny boyle but bad. like My you bad. think about um i don't know why i thought that you think about like everything he's done i mean even like you look at oceans 11 like that movie is regarded as a great movie like the cinematography in that movie is not like amazing you know what i mean like it's it's really well done but like the lighting isn't like traditional film you know um lighting in that respect and he certainly takes advantage of certain elements and what's interesting about this movie is it's basically set on a cruise ship so he has a lot of confines in terms of they're not really building sets they're shooting all in location um and just how do you make a cruise ship interesting you know what i mean like obviously there's different spaces but um you know so in that respect you know i thought it was really well done um the movie itself is fine like it's not a very high stakes movie um but at the end of the day you know it's soderbergh doing soderbergh so i enjoyed that um and then the other thing that I watched was uh, Mary Poppins Returns, finally, which finally came on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so I had nice. a, have a chance to check it out in theaters. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's wonderful. I mean, it's definitely not a masterpiece by any means, but I think for the most part it very much captures the spirit and continues the spirit of the first film, um, you know, even though it was 50 years later, however long it was, you know, between when it came out. Um, the casting mm-hmm. is incredible. I mean... It's already been said at this point, but Emily Blunt is perfect as Mary Poppins. Um, It's Emily Mortimer's Sue Storm, really fun. Um, It's just nice to see her and uh, uh, her and Ben Wishaw just like just 
having a good time oh, yeah. because they play the older version of the uh, the kids from the first I movie. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, and 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 Ben Wishaw. I mean, he hasn't. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff recently, and I know the movie's you know two years old or whatever at this point. But yeah, it was just nice to see him in something a little more quaint that wasn't a Bond yeah. movie, you know, um, <laughs> or like Cloud Atlas or something like that, you know. But um, yeah, and then uh, you also have uh, Lin Manuel, of course, and kind mm-hmm. of not really yeah. like. Uh, a co-leading role but very close to it a very heavy supporting character um yeah yeah, and then i mean just like all the sequences and all the effects you know they have uh some some old school kind of stop motiony stuff sequences they do as well as like a lot of modern um you know sequences that you know feel definitely you know about the times and stuff like that so uh yeah i mean it's fun i i I don't I, I, i would say my criticism is it's like um I don't want to say it completely necessarily duplicates like what the first movie is, but there's a lot of similarities in terms of how things play out. And like there mm-hmm. is a giant Deus Ex Machina at the end. Um, and there is like a whole sequence, um, like a prologue sequence, if you will, um, that, you know, was a little self-indulgent, but also very whimsical <laughs> and stuff like that. So overall, I enjoyed it. I, it's probably not a movie I'm going to return to very often. Um, You're not going to marry Poppins. No, no. Back I mean, it's not going to be something I watch every year, but you know, every couple of years definitely worth a revisit in my in my opinion. So that's what I've been watching this week. Or my ex girlfriend girlfriend was in a stage production of Mary Poppins, and she played a dude. And nice. I went and saw that, and I went and saw her play in it like probably half a dozen to like ten times, mm-hmm. and it I just was like, this is an odd feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I'm not sure how to feel right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> like addicting emotions. I know she's hot, but she's playing a dude. Was she a chimney sweep? She was a chimney sweep, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How did you know? It's like I know the show or something. Yeah. Oh! Um, I haven't watched anything new. Um, it would it would it ruin my nerd cred if I said what I had just watched for the first time ever yeah no not at there all. is one mcu movie that i just for some reason never got around to watching maybe because it was after infinity war and like the marvel hype was too big for endgame and i was like it doesn't seem worth it um mm-hmm. or maybe i was busy or maybe yeah i don't know i don't have an excuse i'd never seen ant-man and the wasp um <laughs> and after seeing jimmy woo in the episode of wandavision this last week which we'll talk about later i was like <laughs> he's funny so i went yeah. and watched ant-man and the wasp and it was fun yeah i didn't love it um the ghost i i just the villains seemed very weak to me mm-hmm. like i get it she's like a ghosty but it's like <laughs> just have ant-man go big and step on her the like the end um, yeah i don't know just kind of seemed like the stakes weren't very high until the end, at least when he gets stuck in spoilers, gets stuck in uh, the quantum realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And then after that, I just went on like a binge and I watched infinity war and Endgame and captain America, the winter soldier. And I don't know. I love, I love Marvel movies so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, like a lot of people throw shade at Ant-Man and the wasp, you know what I mean? Um, for being sort of inconsequential and like not necessarily like you said the highest stakes of the Marvel movies, but 
you know, for me personally, I think I've come to appreciate that over time. Like, I'm I'm really glad that like, especially after Infinity War and Endgame, and I know around the time during the podcast we talked about this as well as like kind of being a palate cleanser in a certain way. Like, you have this mm-hmm. oh, really sure, heavy, yeah. you know, moment of of the blip or the snap or whatever you want to call it, and um, you know, it's 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 definitely a, a, a gear change in a good way, and. You know, I think over time, especially after we talk about um, everything that WandaVision pulls into uh, from that movie, um, I think it definitely like is worth it. And you know, I think it's, I think it's really going to pay off in the third Ant Man movie. Um, all oh, the setup sure, that, yeah. that that especially the second movie does, but um, you know, that's obviously a discussion for a different time. So it's yeah. definitely a slow burn for the MCU as a whole, as opposed to like. Yeah. instant gratification yeah. like we get with certain MCU yeah, films totally you know I mean? and like, and I think that's okay like it's it's definitely but that's like just because it's a slow burn like doesn't mean it's not entertaining like I actually went yeah. and rewatched this movie too because I wanted to revisit after WandaVision and you know just the the little interactions like it's just very funny throughout like it doesn't take itself too seriously you know I, I really yeah. enjoy I really enjoy those elements um and also the way it kind of builds like in a certain in a certain weird way like it builds its own little ant-man like team you know what i mean with because you know they're gonna eventually bring goliath proper you know into the movies and with ghost and like so it's just really interesting the way that they did that in the second movie um yeah so yeah i don't know that's my two cents yeah i definitely think quantumania is gonna be like uh, a pretty big Mm -hmm. part of the mcu so they definitely laid a lot of groundwork for the future as opposed to like just mm-hmm. trying to get a big payoff with one film. Yeah. And I yeah. like that Morpheus was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was he was he was pretty good. Hello, Morpheus. Um <laughs> I can shrink. Yeah, exactly. To the size of an ant. Oh man. Um, I think that's all I watched except for WandaVision. Oh, I'm still watching the expanse. It's good. Go watch it. It's the good. end. That's season five, you said, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some of the best like sci-fi I've ever seen in my life. So it's like I don't have anything else to say about it, just because like it's just it's high praise, yeah. high acclaim. Go watch it for yourself. For sure. Uh, no news, right? No, I, I mean it's the... only been a week or two, right? So there's nothing yeah. huge on the docket. There was a Godzilla versus Kong trailer. Yeah, we definitely yeah, got to talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that for a quick hot sec. Um. Kong's going to win. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's that simple. But yeah. Sure, I don't know, man. A while ago, you know, because we've been hearing about this movie for a thousand years. Oh, yeah. There was a report once where the director said there will be a clear winner at the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's but be that, that clear winner might be a team of Kong and Godzilla against can you imagine something if like else? The... T- <laughs> The winner was friendship. Yeah, exa- like- well, totally, dude. I mean, that's what that's what happens. Like, if you look at any team, any team up movie, it's like either whether it's the Avengers, Batman versus Superman. This is very much in that same regard. Like, that's what's going to end up having to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I think it's going to be that it's secretly a Stranger Things movie, and that Eleven has to go up against both of them yeah, to exactly. save the world. So, yep, that's um, hilarious. Calling yeah. it right now. So- <laughs> So what did you guys think about this trailer uh, overall? I looked at it with zero like scrutiny, you know what I mean? Just like fun, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. fucking pumped, man. Yeah. Kong Skull Island was awesome. Uh Godzilla King of Monsters was 
subpar but not horrible yeah and the first godzilla movie was like pretty good so Mm -hmm. just like being able to see this franchise that's weird to say about these two characters um (laughs) come together it's just like (laughs) fucking badass man i'm just like pumped and there's a scars guard in the movie so it's like it's gonna be good yeah (laughs) that's true yeah i uh, from true blood no less (laughs) the sexy one um (laughs) exactly some would argue they are all sexy, though. Well, except for <laughs> except for Stellan. I mean, yeah, I know, just, you never know. Are you into Stellan Skarsgård? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a friend who is into is in love with the whole family. In this so. game of Who'd You Rather, Skarsgård um, edition. <laughs> why has that's that not why been the Dark an World SNL sketch is Lauren's yet? favorite Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so much no, stuff. Scars it's, it's, it's the Wolfram and Hart reference that yeah. gets me every time. Totally. Um, no, so I like I'm not super well versed on these quote unquote franchises. Um, so I don't have a ton of, you know, knowledge or foresight going into this trailer. However, yeah. it does look like it's just going to be a ridiculously fun romp of a movie. Yeah. So. Is it is it fast fair? question? How many times did you ride the tram at Universal Gosh. and see the Kong? <laughs> so many. Yeah, but that's times. that's a different Kong. I Joel. know, but it's still so many it's still times. Kong. Um. Yeah. No. So would would it would it be fair, Lauren, to say that you're not versed in the monster verse? Jesus Christ! Sorry, I had to. You, you, no, you no, there, because that's that's I fucking quit something else. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally. I, I hear you. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you guys, you know, definitely on the regard of this looks hella fun. I think, you know, one of one of the things that so in my opinion, I pretty much agree with you as well, Joel, in terms of the rankings of those movies like Kong Skull Island is a total blast. Like it's not so good. It's not perfect by any means, but it's absolutely the most self-aware of the MonsterVerse movies thus far. You know, the Fucking Sam Jackson's in it. Like, what do you well, want? Well, <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's, I mean, dude, it's, there's so many good actors in that movie. And, um, yeah, there really are. You know, with the Godzilla, the first two Godzilla films, I think one of the biggest issues is they tried to make it like way too realistic. Um, yeah. And like grounded, rooted in reality. And I think, you know, this movie seems to very much be ditching that. You know what I mean? And just being hey man, like, seeing when, when Brian Cranston loses his wife, though. Yeah, no, and, and that's that. All that stuff is rough. good, but like, you know, I just think in terms of like big giant monsters, the more you try to like justify and like explain how these things could actually happen in in real life, like it it ends up detracting from it tonally. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like at the end of the day, these movies are just like that's part of the reason why I love Pacific Rim so much, right? Like. That movie was super self-aware. Like it knew exactly what it was trying to be, what it was trying to do. It wasn't trying to be the best acted movie. Like this is a movie where monsters are going to fight robots and they're going to be 200 feet tall and they're going to destroy a fucking city. You know what I mean? Um, and that's that's very much the same vibe I got from this. Ironically enough, Del Toro, when the trailer came out, Del Toro was like, oh, I'd love to do a Kong uh Godzilla versus Pacific Rim spinoff. Of like course that would did. be amazing. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny because the monster verse multiverse. Yeah, right. There's there's um, there's a lot of like I don't want to say references, but like homages to that movie as well. I mean, with the two mm-hmm. monsters fighting in a neon skyline, like that's been done yeah. before by Del Toro. But you know, I will say in this regard, it's definitely way more colorful. Like Adam Wingard yeah. is really embracing color in this movie, 
and it's also kind of silly and like i said self-aware like there's a moment where uh, the like a ship is exploding when godzilla first arrives and kong jumps off the ship like exactly in the same pose as john mcclane from die hard when he's jumping <laughs> out i'm not even kidding there's a gift and it's a t- it's a total reference and like i just think being super self-aware and super like in tune with what the type of movie you're trying to make like that it's just it, it it's gonna be a blast and i don't think we can really take this movie too seriously but in a lot yeah. of regards i feel like this is one of the best trailers we've seen in a long time simply oh, yeah. because it gives us that feeling of uh that we used to get when we would go see big blockbuster movies like this in the theater right like it gives you yeah. that yeah. that energy and yes we probably won't be able to get to see this in a movie theater but um, I think that's honestly what makes it exciting. I'm going to watch it, it right here on my fucking couch. It, it, same here. I mean, I got my sound system, dude, so I can turn that shit up to 40 and the can fucking walls, to your house and the watch walls are shaking, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the next step is I want to actually get a projector. I want to get like a hundred inch projector. If I projector. get a COVID test, can I come watch it at your house? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, nice. Look, the only thing I didn't like about this trailer, which is, I feel like is a, just a big plot snafu that they try to do for like all like things is the line where she's like, it's an ancient war between races and they're the last left. And I'm like, why does it have to be that they're old? And like, <laughs> yeah. it's a lizard destroying a city and Kong's like, let me stop it. Like, why do they have to yeah. be like, like my grandpa hated your grandpa. Yeah. And it's well, like, shut up. Totally. Totally. And I think that's what's tale as old as time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a spiky tale as old as time. Um, <laughs> the land before time. Realization. Hey, <laughs> I was trying to make it a Capulet versus Montague reference, oh, and I yeah. just well, can't spin that fast enough. That's okay. Um, that's a good reference. No, the tale of, a Thanks. tale as old as, as time is Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Is that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but also a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think one of the like obviously this movie, like the script for this movie, is like probably going to be pretty atrocious like just you could just tell oh, from the dialogue yeah. like oh, it's, yeah. it's dumbed down like to the max and yeah. like i am totally okay with that like we don't need a five minute dialogue scene of them explaining the mechanics of like why kong is doing what he's doing and why godzilla is something like, is bothering godzilla yeah like we need a one or two line Solid. like explanation move on let's see some monsters destroy some shit you know um yeah. but one of the things i really enjoyed is how they basically framed godzilla to be the villain in this movie, which I wasn't expecting. And I think that's like a really cool, interesting twist because, you know, especially in uh, like most of the Godzilla movies, but especially in the uh, f- uh, the most recent ones, they kind of framed him as like the good guy. You know what I mean? The, the, the God yeah. among men um, and that kind of stuff. And so I really am interested to see how they, they play on that idea and whether, um, you know, maybe it's Mecha Godzilla, um, which they did tease. I, we're pretty yes. sure they teased it in the trailer without really showing people. But, you know, obviously the Internet did its thing. Um, I'm deep into theory land on this. Yeah. One. Or it's like <laughs> Mechagodzilla with some sort of like skin or disguise on it. and Or it's just Godzilla's being controlled somehow or manipulated somehow. So those I have, are my two theories. I have read theories online, right? Yeah. So there's a part in the trailer where they're showing like like maps of di- different like it looks like military bases or like nuclear sites yeah and yeah. it looks like that's what Godzilla's attacking and a theory is that they're trying to build a mecha Godzilla and he's uh... like trying to stop it from happening so he's like 
on a rampage like attacking these places oh. and they're interpreting it as like him being a bad guy but uh. he's trying to like stop them from building like a mecha godzilla dude mm. that's gonna be that's gonna be insane to see how they try to like explain that you know what i mean like right? i just want yeah. the, i just want the 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 most basic shit like uh, again you know um don't waste your time trying to explain it like it just is you know what i mean those right. sometimes yeah. those are the best decisions in that regard so and the only other thing that I have a theory on that's really cool is the last one of the last shots in the trailer when Kong has the axe and he like blocks the fucking uh, mm-hmm. like super blast or whatever yeah. and then like carries it with him to hit Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at what the at if you like look it's at like the axe, satellite there's like shots right? of it. No, I think because there's a picture of him like holding it as opposed to like like fighting with it. It looks like one of the Godzilla uh, back plates, like the spikes, oh, which would that's make cool. sense why it can absorb the blast because yeah. that's where it's like the him. nuclear yeah, power the comes from, yeah. from Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. So I think they get into a fight and he like he rips, rips one off, off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then like, you that's know, chill. he's an ape. He's that's smart-ish chill. and he that's like chill. realizes that he could make that into a weapon to fight Godzilla. Yeah. That's awesome. cool. See if that theory comes true or not. I think it's one of the only possibilities is how he can fucking stop a nuclear blast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Um, you know, and I think it, it definitely harkens like what I never understood. And just to put point on all, you know, this trailer discussion, what I never understood is like why the, the, the new movies, like, like if you look at a lot of the old, like, again, I'm no Godzilla expert. I haven't seen every, I've seen bits and pieces. And like, what's really funny about the Godzilla, especially the early stuff in a lot of the Toho is like kind of how silly it is. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And like I just really love that they're like further embracing that that mentality. You mean real men in to... Godzilla suits fighting isn't scary? No, totally. And like when they <laughs> jump and they fly like feet first for like thirty yeah. feet and they knock like it's it's hilarious to me, you know what I mean? And 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 uh yeah, I just hope that they kind of like, you know, again embrace that that uh, mentality. So Yeah. Kind of the camp of it. Yep, exactly. A thousand percent. I think that's it. Um, yeah. Today I'll be watching a You're the Worst reunion special on Zoom, so I can't talk about it yet because I haven't seen it yet, but I'll talk about it next time, I guess. I'm just yeah. really excited for it. The show's been off the air for two years now, and they're getting together for a good cause to for mm-hmm. some kind of charity, and uh, they picked an episode where like most of the cast, like main and side characters, are in it, so they're going to yeah. do like a live read of it. And Oh, yeah. nice. Should be fun. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Awesome. Nice. Um, one of the best comedies of all time. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Super funny. Yeah. Super hilarious. Kind of raunchy. Be prepared. I showed it to my mom. She was not. She's like, uh... but, she ended, but she ended up, but she ended up liking it in the end. Yeah, she just wasn't course. prepared for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get most of my like television uh, nuances from my parents. Like my parents got me into Shameless. You know? yeah. So it's like, oh that's wow, that's shit funny. That, yeah, that's like, or like, like. My mom watched Weeds when I was like, you know, yeah. growing up. So it's like, yeah. you know, I get my TV yeah, that all references tracks. from my parents. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, WandaVision. 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 Um, <laughs> That's our segment. We did episodes one and two of a review. Uh, then three came out. Then we were too lazy to do a podcast, so I thought, we'll just make it every two episodes. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't have to explain that to you guys, but I did. Yeah. Thank you for uh, the play-by-play. Play. Yeah. You're welcome. Which do you guys like more, episode two or, or three or four? 
I mean, episode four was way more satisfying than episode three. Um, but I liked yeah. them equally. Like I didn't, I didn't hate one more than I hated the other. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think it's. I don't. I think it's like comparing apples and oranges, personally. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I mean, also I oranges, they're so. symbiotic. Like you, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So yeah. I think okay. everything is just built so nicely so far. So. Yeah. I can't Probably choose we'll just, my babies. We'll just jump into episode three then. Yeah. Uh, Which of the twins would you choose, right? Yeah. Uh, probably well, Wiccan. That depends on. I was going to say, that depends on the theory that I read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we ended episode two. Um, Are we jumping into spoilers? Yeah, we always do. I feel like uh, we just should. Cause... But we, I know, but we usually at least say something. Oh, yeah. So we're jumping Look, if you guys spoilers. Still to this po- spoilers Look, if you guys have never been spoiled from listening to this podcast, you're not christened into the family yet. So like, yeah. we're doing it anyway. Um, doing it live. Fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> uh, Taylor, episode two ends with uh, the beekeeper, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And then they like transform into the next time era, which is color. Yes. And then episode three starts kind of Brady Bunch 70s style. Yeah, which would be um, very staircase, much. Mm-hmm. direct reference to the fucking Brady Bunch house. Yeah. Well, not only and, that, but the... And the, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. The Laverne right. and Shirley opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda's prego as hell. Yeah. And she had... Fuck, I mean, look, there's a lot of shit that kind of like happens throughout the episode, right? Yeah. But like the big point of the episode is that like she's kind of like losing control of her powers while she's pregnant some theories are that it's actually wicked inside of her like making things go crazy because he has powers as well hmm. um but shenanigans go awry right she's hmm. uh and she has twins at the end of the episode that's the the big thing is that the babies are born into existence the first mutants yeah. in the mcu question mark yeah only time will tell yeah, I mean, so this this episode was definitely like very much obviously in vain with the first two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it very much plays out like a like a typical you know early years sip, sitcom, wacky hijinks ensue, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed the whole um, the doctor aspect and them basically like yeah. having to kind of work their right way around like why this is so unusual and like try to make it seem normal. So I really enjoyed all yeah. those elements. Um I'm noticing a recurring thing. I don't know if you guys have, but there's in every episode, there's like one sort of like weird out of place element in terms of um just random stuff happening. Like the, uh, I think in episode three it was like the goose um or something like it was like a stork of some kind the stork when oh, it just sort yeah, of starts the stork. Yeah. So, you know, I would definitely love to hear your guys' thoughts on that because I think that's definitely something um that's going to play in a little bit later. Um That's just my yeah. personal theory. Like, I don't know if you so guys I... have read anything on I... this, but go ahead. Yeah. The theory. So like the, I, I said at the beginning of this that like, I think maybe like Wiccan is doing some things from inside of her mm-hmm. right because he's got her powers essentially and mm-hmm. i think that's maybe one of the reason why when she tries to make a go away with her magic it doesn't, it doesn't work, work because mm-hmm. she's not mm-hmm. the one who created it exactly. right like she's yeah. definitely creating a lot of like shenanigans throughout westview which is why she thinks she can just make it go away because it's yeah. like oh yeah uh, oh yeah you know my hormones are going crazy i didn't mean to create that let me make it go away mm-hmm. and it doesn't work the theories are it's either wiccan 
or you know mephisto which is still the big theory in yeah, my head that's what mm-hmm. would be my guess yeah the overall theory is that she didn't create it so that's why she can't make it go away mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that these are definitely small teases to that to that larger question of you know who's essentially controlling her um mm-hmm. because as we learn in in episode 4 and i don't want to jump too far ahead but as we learn in episode 4 she's essentially creating this reality but it's yeah. pretty obvious that someone even though she's either willingly or unwillingly created, like she's definitely being manipulated um, in some way, you know, and it's really just a matter of like, how is that happening in my eyes at least? Yeah. Yeah. I thought episode three was interesting because I feel like we saw a significant leap as far as other characters being aware that something's going on Mm -hmm. um there's been little twinges in episodes one and two of like Mm -hmm. strange moments but that was like a pretty pretty smack in the face like some people know that something's off here with somebody Mm -hmm. at least yeah Um, yeah the conversation with herb and agnes when herb yeah trying to say something to Mm -hmm. vision and agnes is like no 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 see i thought for some reason i thought that was episode two but that was episode three that happened that was three yeah yeah Yeah. and like when he was like he was cutting through the wall and just kept going yeah like and then the doctor was like basically they you know you can never escape a small town Yeah. yeah um totally and yeah, agreed. And and you know, it's uh, like almost like there was a glitch in the matrix to a certain respect. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, exactly. Um, and then, no, I mean, we please. find out that there was. Yeah. Essentially. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and well, when Herb is talking to Vision, he says something along the lines of like "we're all," and mm-hmm. then Agnes stops him. Yeah. Um. Before we get into episode four, I mean, like this really ties into episode four, but it's like. I think he's. I think they're all dead. You think so? I think he was about to say like we're all dead, and Agnes is like, no, 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 don't fucking, don't fucking say anything. Yeah, because like we're all what? Like we're all captured. I don't know. And because there's the promo that we've seen forever that was in the trailer where Agnes asks Vision, "Am I dead?" And he says, "Why would you ask that?" And she says, "Because you are." Right. It's like, so I'm like, I don't know. I could be just jumping a little too far here, but totally. You can't get them all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, I just based on that, I would say that, 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 um, Agnes is definitely like a little bit more self aware than some of the mm-hmm. other characters, which again, you know, plays into that theory. Like, is she involved she's, in this somehow? Yeah. You know, is she she's maybe working Agnes. with the main villain or, you know, maybe is she just some sort of external force that, you know, maybe it's something else? So I don't know. Um, I do know that uh, I'm pretty much convinced that whoever is this this whether it be Mephisto or anyone else, um, that's who that big cameo is going to be. It's going to be a, a a big name whoever's playing that villain. I think. Um, mm. So that's also a theory. Yeah, that, you know, that would I'm make pretty, sense. Pretty convinced it's going to happen at this point. Yeah, I'm excited. Here's 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 the deal. <laughs> I get really annoyed with people online who are like, oh, the first two episodes are too slow. Now I'm really getting into the show because it's like I really enjoyed the first two episodes because it's so different. It's so fun and quirky. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am but I am enjoying like learning more about the plot. So it's hard to like talk shit about those people because like I am having a better time in these next two episodes. Well, yeah, go ahead. Sure. But I think like I think that clearly the point is very lost on those people then because 
you know if you know the MCU, like what things should be like. So the fact that these first two episodes are nothing like anything we've seen before should have you hooked of like, okay, what is going on here though? Something weird's happening. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, this, my isn't, is always this doesn't just, fit. Yeah, my response has always been, it just feels like people forgot how to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, oh, that's also valid. Yeah. And it's, just movies, the first, it's just the fucking first two episodes. And yeah. movies to a certain respect, you know, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, the, the episodes are a little bit slow, but it's it's all set up. Like, it's all, that's how storytelling yeah. works. It's setups and payoffs, right? It's and the first act. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, I don't Clearly know. Certain, these people have never seen Lost. Well, yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of these people that would be like, oh, it's too slow or it's too boring are also the same type of people who would walk out of a movie like 15 minutes in because it doesn't start with a big, huge action sequence, you know? Would you say um, they're Snyder bros? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the Snyder Bros can sit through like three-hour movies because that's all of Zack Snyder's movies. So, you know, you have to give them credit for that. Yeah, um, but they sit through three hours of explosions, slow-mo orgasms, and tits. Sorry, those are Michael Bay fans, not Zack Snyder fans, <laughs> as if there's a difference. <laughs> they're definitely on a they're definitely on a Venn diagram. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can tell you that. Yeah. The middle of the Venn diagram is uh, slow mo tits, <laughs> and then the outsides are um, um, ex- uh, cars for Michael Bay and um, superheroes oh, for Zack Snyder. And then, ex- mm. never mind. I was going to say explosions for Snyder and um, uh, oh my explosions god, explosions are definitely in Michael Bay movies. And the yeah. no, but the lens flares. Sorry. Oh, definitely lens flares for yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And then, and then can you go throw in the middle part with yeah, yeah and true. then you throw a Hallelujah track in there, and boom, <laughs> masterpiece, <laughs> instant masterpiece. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this car back to one division. Yes, let's okay, do it. <laughs> Enough shit talking for now. Um, yeah. So let's okay, let's... the end of episode. Look, I yeah. I just I just I just want to get to episode four. I was gonna I say know let's. People liked episode three. It was fun. It was. Really, a lot of just like shenanigans until the end, though. Yes, you have your finger up. Yeah, because before we move on to episode four, I just want to throw in a theory that I yeah. Saw. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about the end of episode three before I got to four. Is it about babies? So she has the babies, <laughs> and then she. Well, yeah. Let's talk about your theory first about the babies. I was just gonna talk about the Monica Rambo. Yeah, no, no, no. So so okay. theory, going back on the theory we talked about last time, is potentially that Evan Peters isn't reprising his role, but he's actually going to be playing Speed. Mm. As an homage to the That'd fact that he played Quicksilver. See, interesting. I, f- I feel like that would be a little more realistic of an option personally i yeah. know you guys didn't want to talk about the leaked footage that don't I talk about saw. it don't talk about it okay, we'll talk just, about it in two, next week or two weeks yeah yeah okay uh okay so monica rambo <laughs> so the end of the episode uh monica who's been geraldine this whole time kind of like has a like a come to fr- like a like a like a eureka moment mm-hmm. of like who she is and where yeah. she is and she brings up Ultron and Pietro and Wanda kind of snaps out of it herself. Like she's not, yeah. she's kind of confused as to why someone else knows about these things when she's trying to like hide them from everybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck did you say? And she does her, you know, Scarlet Witch 
head tilt yeah um that she always likes to do mm-hmm. and until episode four we don't know what happens to monica she just we just see like a, a yeah. glitch and then she's thrown out into the real world and all the sword agents come up on her and <gasps> finito on that episode yeah yeah it was a really cool like i especially because you know once you realize like what happens in episode four the the way that she's thrown out like it's pretty uh it's pretty intense pretty violent you know it's pretty yeah it's pretty intense yeah. for sure and yeah and i just love the way that this is good good oh, i was gonna say i love the way that they play that out you know the, the way they reserve that moment for like the next episode yeah yeah it's really cool hearing you know it's been so self-contained up to this point it was cool to hear um larger mcu names you know like mm-hmm. when she's like oh ultron and you're like yeah i get that reference she said the thing i understood that she reference the <laughs> yeah that's funny um, yeah totally. you know which is a captain america reference within a reference meta mm-hmm. reference yeah um and then and then we get to episode four which is like every complete 180 <laughs> every sequence is just like super baller in my opinion you know what i mean like it, they, it's just fine agreed such a well-written episode like the way they integrate it the way they sort of jump back you know what i mean and there's like a time shift and one of the things i wanted to ask you guys once we get to it is like where in time are we exactly at during the show because it's still very unclear right so you have the um no i think it's pretty i think it's pretty clear yeah we'll see but it's you have the whole intro which when i first saw the the opening shot of her like essentially like coming back to fruition i was like what is happening here and then you just kind of see her and then you see other people and you're like oh my god like this is what's happening it's exactly yeah and i just thought it was a a a, it's amazingly acted um just Mm -hmm. just her acting in that scene is just so incredible in my opinion um but also just the chaos of the scene and like seeing how that unfolded like all the different tragedies and you know everything that just that that unfolds in that scene is just so well done in my opinion yeah joel and i were talking about it after we watched it and just the fact that like in spider-man it didn't seem as jarring it just seemed like okay cool people are back we have to catch them up whereas Mm -hmm. this like you saw the reality of it Mm -hmm. of like they didn't know that they were gone. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. number one yeah. thing. I mean, in um, Far From Home, they just like the kids came back to school like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, yeah. ah, the kids are back. And it's like, yeah. it was more traumatic than that. Yeah, exactly. But like in in the moment of coming back, not traumatic for them when they were gone. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the fact that like all these people have to learn that you know what they missed or like when they're reappearing there's someone else in the hospital room so like everyone's freaking out like i don't know it was i thought it was so well done it was so jarring Mm -hmm. um for especially for a cold open just to be like bam blip yeah it's like you wanted some (laughs) mcu shit here you fucking go So okay that's that's how i felt about this episode when you you know we'll, we'll get into it with the time stuff but um it felt like, and I know all this was shot before anything aired, obviously, but it felt like they were like, okay, uh-huh, so 
you don't you're not with us for the first few episodes well here you go (laughs) yep exactly and it's like silence silence all the haters to a certain respect you know but it's just like okay we'll spell it out for you guys now yeah which i thought i thought it was done very tactfully overall with the whole episode like it's a lot of information dumping but like at this point we've had no information about what's going on so it's it felt appropriate you know like felt like weaved in um, you know, well, and this is yeah, the first time we tying it back to the episodes we've already yeah, seen. Exactly. Yeah, and this is the first time we know that it's Monica Rambo, right? Because the first couple episodes, she's just Geraldine, mm-hmm. and she doesn't really know who she is, well, right? So, like, I mean, we, this we, is the first time we knew. Well, we it knew would because be... of casting news, exactly. But, but like, in terms of the in, show, in yes. the show, this is the first time we know who she actually is. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, and so I guess, you know, like, obviously they have the whole opening sequence and then she kind of goes back to it's his sword, right? Yeah, it was the sword facility. Yeah. And then we find out that her mom, Maria Rambo from Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. was one of the founders of sword. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And has died by this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, yeah. And then at that point he says, oh, you, you've been grounded, you know, which I thought was like, okay, that's a good way of explaining like why she's in this situation you know uh because yeah. honestly what's that before we, before we move on past that point yeah they're walking to the office for him to tell her that she was grounded per mm-hmm. orders from her dead mother yeah um but he said she asks like oh what's like what's the haps with sword lately since i've been gone and he mentions astronauts yeah that have gone missing and some that have not reported back after the blip yep now, who do we know that has gone on <clears throat> space missions and had something go wrong and they got powers? Hmm. There's a couple options, Could it be actually. the Fantastic Four? Could be that, or it could be a Venom reference. It could be a Life Foundation thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if they're, you know, like, that would have to bank on them, like, knowing, like, stuff with Sony. Mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to think it's like a, you know... It's, a hint, yeah. It's, it's just like they're not going to introduce anybody from Fantastic Four in this show, obviously. No. But I think that is a like a we'll find out in the Fantastic Four movie that they were on a sword mission when all this totally. Happened, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool mm. little like Fantastic yeah, Four, absolutely. And it's it's just it's very reminiscent of the um, the Baxter Building being built uh, in far from at the end of Far From Home, like little yeah. setups, you know, little seeds, if you will. Well, it's so good when we found out that John Watts was going to direct Fantastic Four, and it makes so much more sense that he put that little Easter egg in yeah. the movie because it's like he knew. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Or it was he didn't know, and he was like, yo, let me direct this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I'll put some stuff <laughs> like, in the movie for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that was part of his pitch. Like, hey, I got this, guys. <laughs> Right. I already put it in the movie. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't not hire me now. So the yep. que- the back to WandaVision though. The question I have for yes. you guys is: from the moment we we she's at the sword facility and they say you've been grounded, and then the, from the moment she goes from there to the town, I think there's actually a time jump that we are not seeing. Right? Like I think that it's definitely at least a couple months, if not maybe no. a little bit longer. I no, don't think so. it's only no a couple way. of days. Because what Why would, uh, we'll no. see. What I don't. Why would he go? You have a mission. But like, don't start this mission for three months. Well, like, I'm just what I don't understand is like if the blip happens and and after the blip, she, a couple days later, she goes back to the sword headquarters, or is it like I, more time? No, I think between the blip and her going to sword is yeah. a couple of months. I'm, okay, I'm pretty sure he says that. Well, yeah, 
Um, I think he said it's been like three months. It's been four months, and you're the only one who's shown up for work. Gotcha. Totally. Yeah. So okay. she's had these few months to recoup. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I think it's only a couple of days. Either, either, well, either way, there's a time jump between the blip scene and when we're caught up with her in the, in the present oh, of the yeah. show. So, like, my question yeah. is, is like, and that's why I was asking, is because at the end of Endgame, like, Wanda's at the funeral, and then I think she says she's going to go off and, like, do something. We we don't even, I'm, I'm not even sure. I can't, I'd have to rewatch it. It's been so long at this point. But, um, um, you know the the question I have is like how far is like in connection to Endgame and everything that happens in that movie like how far ahead in time are we you know what I mean so I'm still trying to figure that out um, but I feel like they'll probably include just a couple of months really? at that point because if if she came back with a blip that happens in Endgame and mm. then it's you know three yeah, or four months that she think... gets into the town but see, then what... i think we're only like six months out maybe from endgame oh well the i mean director that's... doesn't the director of sword i don't think he says a specific amount of months he just said it's been months and you're the yeah. only one who's checked in totally but either either, either way like it, what but... i don't understand is like how we go from wanda and endgame who's like relatively okay as far as they let on at least to this situation where she's like really fucked up and like creating her own reality and like someone's controlling her like that doesn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm again, they'll probably explain it. I'm just trying to figure out how all those pieces fit together. Because well, it's you're not quite thinking clear about yet. it. You're thinking about it between like because we had to wait a long time between Infinity War and Endgame, right? Yeah. But like she didn't have to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's one character arc. So oh yeah, she's totally. been she's been so entrenched in this battle that she doesn't really have time to like mourn. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's had five years, but um, yeah. <laughs> um. I just think like there's so much at stake in Endgame that she's more like preoccupied with like killing Thanos. Oh yeah, no. And yeah. I'm talking about afterwards, you know what I mean? Like how long does it take you to get to that place where she's at right now in WandaVision, you know? Well, I think she's pretty broken mentally yeah. at the end of Endgame. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear when she fights mm -hmm. Thanos. So I yeah. think whatever she or whoever she encountered in these last few months, I don't think it would have been difficult for them to yeah. kidnap totally. her. That is or a fair point, though. Whatever. Why didn't she go mad in the five years between Infinity War and Endgame? Well, and and now she it's, goes mad after Endgame. I'm not necessarily saying. questioning that. Like, I'm just curious how it all fits together. Like, because they haven't really led on to that. You know what I mean? Like, I know they'll have an explanation sure. for like how it all sure. happened. I'm just, you know, trying to like do my thing and figure out like uh you know what what the circumstances and timeline you know sort of how everything adds up so yeah um, but that's not really important this has been way too long of a tangent for anything of substance so we always it's people know we yeah. go on tangents um she gets grounded she gets sent to westview who's mm -hmm. there but jimmy motherfucking okay woo. so man, first, man and the wasp first off can we just say like how amazing randall park is like not only in this great. role so but good. like just everything like i don't know if you guys have seen um always be my baby but like he's incredible in that film um and so I have, yeah i yeah, just think yeah. i think randall park is like totally underrated and i'm glad they're using him more he's also jim on the office obviously yeah, yeah asian jim uh and then well, you know no, he's I, just regular jim yeah <laughs> exactly um i haven't seen fresh off the boat but i hear he's really incredible um in that show as well so yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is why we love the MCU, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. They didn't they didn't they didn't mention it. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a call, like an audible callback to it. Mhm. Mm but it he does happens. the close-up magic. It just he happens. Just, uh, he, 
He does the close-up magic, which he was practicing all throughout Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. to hand Monica his card. Yeah. You know, they could have made a big deal about it. Yeah. But they didn't. He just, totally. you know, if you've seen the movie, you know he's been yep. practicing. And then they get right into just the mission, which is the yep. cops say that Westview doesn't exist at all. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great joke. Like, well, where are you guys from? Yeah. Used view. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think that you know, it's kind of funny how that scene's written too. Like they're obviously not trying to like justify too hard why Jimmy Woo like is in this series, you know what I mean? There's like like, oh where like they said like this so they asked the question of like, oh, where'd you come from or how'd you get down here? And he's like, Oh yeah, I just like came down from San Francisco. Like I it's, he makes the implication like that he wasn't assigned the case. He just kind of came down because he wanted no, to no, come no. down. He like, says, and I actually found this pretty interesting. He does say that he had a missing per he had someone in WITSEC. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. someone in witness protection program and that the person's gone. Mm-hmm. And so when he showed up, the response was that this person never existed. And then mm-hmm. that's when he comes to the conclusion that like Westview never existed. Yeah. So but it's, it's like it just cracks me an up. An FBI he's like, agent who's just following like an informant who then well, gets it wrapped up in this whole fucking sword. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Lauren? Yes, Lauren. So sorry, I have to circle back to this because it was gonna bother me. Yeah. Multiple sources are saying that it takes place three weeks mm. after Endgame. Okay. That's when she goes back wow. to Sword. Um okay. so that places it between Endgame and Far From Home, set in twenty twenty three. Wow, okay. So it was okay. even shorter timeline than I thought, wow. but I'd yeah, I knew it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Um. So anyway, sorry, That's I really totally fast, interrupted yeah. your. No, thank thank you for clarifying that. Train That's of good thought. To know. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. And and you know, it's funny. Like, I guess the point being uh, to jump back to Jimmy Woo conversation, Joel is mm-hmm. um, like he's basically like, yo, I'm just gonna go investigate this myself. Like, I didn't get orders. Like, my boss it. Like, it's it's. I just love it. Like, again, they don't really take that. They don't put much stock in like explaining why he's there like a couple quick lines boom we're done moving on you know like he's here yeah um so yeah i really enjoyed that i the close-up magic uh payoff i think is great uh, in my opinion it might be like one of the top five like oh. payoffs in the no, 100%. mcu it's just so because good. it's so subtle and it's like so and they don't have to explain it yeah it's so satisfying like just that little moment um the fucking line in ant-man and the wasp when like they're there because they think paul rudd has like been escaping his house yeah right so he leans in he's like how'd, how'd you do it, it? yeah <laughs> you think they're talking about like how'd you escape the ankle monitor no. and he's like well how did i do it and he goes the card trick how'd yeah you do it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and um yeah and it's funny because when you see that movie like when we when i first saw that movie came out in theaters it was like okay that's kind of a stupid joke like you never would expect that to pay off in the way it does and it just yeah. makes it all the more satisfying um but yeah so oh, moving go, go ahead learn no, I was just going to say, I think, like like you were saying, the fact that he goes and investigates this on his own, yeah, just, like, further plays to his character from Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he's like, I, I feel in my gut something's going on here, yeah. so I'm just going to keep yep. doing it until yep. I can figure out the thing. And so, Absolutely. I just, yeah, yep. I think Very much in line the with fact that character. he comes and, and do does this is great. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. then uh, from there, I guess they go we to see the... the drone that they fly in. We see the first mm-hmm. little drone that becomes the little helicopter that Wanda mm-hmm. has in episode two. Uh, Monica goes up to touch the fucking thingamajig, the dome, and she gets sucked in. And then it's pretty much from there on out until the end. It's pretty much an out of sitcom world experience. We get 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Darcy show for the second half. Yeah. We get Darcy. We get Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, famed from Two Broke Girls. Um, <laughs> hey, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Come on. Yeah. I love her and Nick and Nora's. I know. She's really um, Charlie Bartlett. Yeah, as well. She's had some um, pretty good uh, roles over from the years. My fav- from, from Lauren's favorite movie, Thor the Dark World. Oh, yes. um, well, it's oh, funny yeah. that you, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because you know I've I've never been the biggest fan of the Darcy character. Like I, she was fine. Kat Dennings was actually pretty good, but the character was fine in like the first Thor movie. The second, she had no reason being in the second Thor movie, in my opinion. Like just totally like waste of a character, you know. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure how they were going to handle this by bringing her back in, but I'm honestly I'm so glad they did because. This is the Darcy that that I love. You know what I mean? Like this interpretation of the character is just so much fun, you know, super self-aware. Like I love the joke about uh, we need a TV, not a flat one, like an old TV, not a flat one. I was like, it's perfect. Like it's such a great line. Um, So, yeah, I really just uh, I really just loved Kat Dennings uh, in this episode. And yeah, I um, think it's interesting thinking of like what she did between like the blip and now she clearly like got a graduate degree in mm-hmm. astrophysics and then, mm-hmm. and then, and then simultaneously became like the top astrophysicist in the world because of yeah. Sol- calling mm-hmm. her clearly she's the best. Right. Yeah. So between yeah. like totally. Thor, the dark world end game, when everyone was blipped, she clearly had like five years to become like the best astrophysicist on the planet. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, well the, you know, I think that especially when you take the blip into account, like the, I think that the, the logic there is that like, okay, she became one of the world's top astrophysicists because a lot of the world's were top, gone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like that makes it, you know, like the logic matches up there. Um, well, but and I, she was like learning under the best before. Yeah. And so exactly. Also the best probably as had in your boyfriend's Stella Scarlet. Yeah. Yes. um no yeah and and i think it's just such again another example of one of those great payoffs where like in the first thor movie she's basically an intern you know what i mean they even have a joke about how she's the intern and cut to now and she's you know uh, a a doctorate or a master's a top dog yeah she's a a doctor yeah Yeah. she corrects the guy i know exactly and so like i just think again like a nice little subtle um you know character arc going on there so and we get a little payoff of her taking notes on the show right so like like in episode two and we see like yeah. the book close we come back to that she's the one like taking notes and like watching mm-hmm. them on yeah the, like in the sitcom on the TV. yeah mm-hmm. um i love too just with that character that like yeah she's a like doctor like top astrophysicist now but like she's still like Same goofy darcy, darcy. Yeah. like exactly. she hasn't oh, matured at all yeah. <laughs> And then that that whole the whole line of of like what I'm invested like that yeah. that that yeah. moment was really great too. Which is well, even straight out the gate when she's like, "So what do you do?" And he's like, "We're not supposed to talk to each other." And she goes, "So you're the Boy Scout leader." Yeah, and then exactly. like and then everyone else says what they do, and yeah. then he comes back around and he's like, "I do chemical stuff." She's like, "I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah, already the nerd. Shut up. That's the she's kind just of... kind of the she's like the fourth wall break. Mm-hmm. In yeah, a way, in yeah it's a very much an avatar for the audience in that respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, the whole next scene is all like us within mm-hmm. them, right? So yeah. they discover through the CMBR that like she's able to catch the waves of this show that Wanda's created. So then they start watching all the episodes and they start pulling together all the plot points. They start identifying all the town's members and yeah. who they really are in real life. And then Jimmy Woo's up there, like, writing on the board basically all the questions that, like, we as viewers and all the podcasters and YouTubers it's, have had over the past 
month is like why hexagons is yeah. it scrolls yeah. is vision alive they're yeah. just writing down all the questions well, it's, that it's like the equivalent of the uh the, the quiet place basement mm-hmm. board you know where it's like the the board that like literally shows you all the questions that are happening yeah <laughs> like, I, I well to lauren's point earlier it's really funny that like clearly it was already filmed right mm-hmm. but it's so funny like you made the point where they thought oh we're hearing complaints here's this episode yeah it's like they heard everybody's questions and they're like well guess what Sword has these hey, questions yeah. too, and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck? How did yeah. you do this?" Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty Magic. funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say that. Uh, do you think? I know you kind of was it you, Lauren, that said you think everyone in the town might be dead, or was that you, Joel? Joel said that. that. Okay. I don't yeah. agree with that statement. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, like, how you guys think all because, especially because they had like all the headshots up on the board, and like, it was funny because when we were watching, I looked at Sarah. I was like. It's actually kind of really like um, self-aware in that respect. Like they're literally making a casting board. You know what I mean? For like <laughs> for the fake TV yeah. show. Like it's it's yeah. kind of very self-aware in that respect. Uh, but my question is, is like, do you think that how are these people involved somehow? Because clearly it seems like most of these people are real life personalities or real people who have yeah. been somehow dragged into this situation. They okay, so this is like getting too deep into it to answer that question, but I'm doing it anyway. Do it. Um, do it. There have been people online who have like paused frame and zoomed in on mm-hmm. um, the boards. The, yeah, and there's the uh, there's like the like the Indian dude. Um, who's yeah, in Vision's the... boss, yeah. or not his boss, his coworker. Yeah, his coworker yeah. who's at like the community watch meeting or whatever, yeah. and they zoom in and it says like. He was worried about his – it's either his dad and his sister or his sister and his brother or whatever. But it says, like, Vision woke him up, and the dude expressed concern about Wanda or something. So hmm. it's like what we see in the trailers of Vision, like, waking up um, Catherine Hahn, hmm. it's implied that he's already done this to someone before hmm. in the in – the li- in like the little snippet of like i guess like the dossier of that guy Mm. um, which just begs more questions and then we see episodes that darcy's watching that we haven't seen in episodes one and two Mm -hmm. right so clearly there are these lost sitcom episodes right there's all there's a lot more there's a lot more happening than we've even seen Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that'll ever be explained or you know what's gonna happen but just to speak to the like the casting board there's a lot of hints in there that i think um might come up later yeah sure yeah i don't think they're all dead i think they're imprisoned in this dome and that's definitely too dark for disney to make them all yeah but i would but i would like it some i mean we were talking about the way we see vision like i would buy that vision is dead but i don't think the whole town is dead like i don't think she's on top of a graveyard like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it's just more so like that idea of like trying to figure out how these people are involved. You know what I mean? And that's I, I, guess, I don't even have an answer don't for that. Know, I yeah. honestly don't know that they are involved. Aside from other Agatha, than that, like, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, other than that, that any this is are. where she is. So this is the radius of the town, and so everyone yeah. who's in that radius, got you. You know, is yeah. affected by it. Um, like I was even when Joel and I were talking about it the other day, I was saying like I. Number one, I don't think the babies are Wanda's to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, we have differing theories on this, but I was like, I wonder if they're even just babies that were born in this real life town that like now she's taken in, you know, 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Wanda made a deal with the devil. To uh, get Vision back? Then, no. Well, I mean, she. <clears throat> I think the babies are Mephisto's. Like, I think she made a deal with the devil to have children with Vision, and this is like the... Result. Of uh, that. Result. Yeah. yeah, this is like the result, right? So she like she got the babies that she wanted, but she has to like create an area for them to like live in because she wants to be with Vision, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just jump. I mean, like, yeah, there's a bunch of like sword shit that happens. Um, Jimmy, Woo, and Darcy are like having fun watching the show, right? Like, she makes a joke, like, "Do you want some?" And she's referring to the chips, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I've thought about having kids—a little Jimmy Woo with a little FBI badge." <laughs> jokes 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 there's a lot of jokes and then darcy questions like isn't vision dead right like yeah yeah why why is he here and jimmy woo questions like why would the universe create a sitcom with two avengers Hmm. they see monica in the show they freak out they're like wondering why she's there blah 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 blah. you know more sword stuff (laughs) and then the end of the episode we get to see uh what happened at the end of last episode when monica mentions ultron and we see wanda just fucking eat monica through like four walls and a fence mm-hmm. or three walls and a fence and, and like across get, the damn town and across the damn town and get shoved out of the bubble and mm-hmm. i think that's gotta hurt man <laughs> yeah, well, I, all... I did find it interesting though that like when she got so like sucked into the bubble obviously it changed her appearance but when Mm. she got popped out of it she didn't revert back yeah she was still wearing the costume and her hair and her hair was different Mm -hmm. as well like afro kind of look um yeah yeah, no definitely and i thought i I thought that same thing to myself like there has to be something to that because that would yeah that's not like a continuity mistake marvel would make for sure um yeah no and i you know it's it's definitely a cool moment like it's it's nice to actually finally have a little bit of action in the show, even if it is just a small moment. Like, um, mm-hmm. and then and then the, the the shot that I thought was really cool is the one from the outside of the house where she kind of brings everything back together and like yeah. fixes yeah. the damage, um, which I know they've used in the, in the marketing. So, you know, at this point, like I think that that most of the heavy lifting kind of has been done um, in terms of setup and for everything that's going to come after. I mean, we have what five more episodes, so. I'd imagine that we're probably going to go, what, at this point we're in the, would it be the 70s next time or the 80s? The 80s, right? Yeah, babies are born the 90s, in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so you have the 80s, 90s, 2000s, the aughts. 2000s, yeah, it, aughts, and then 2010s, and that brings us up to now. So what I'm imagining is like four more episodes of the period sitcom, uh, period, ugh, God, I can't talk, period sitcom stuff, um, and then probably like one more episode essentially doing what episode four did and providing Maybe. the explanation for everything. Maybe I don't I'm think wrong. we'll get more than three more really? sitcoms Okay, because after the aughts, like there hasn't been a big change when it comes to sitcoms for the yeah. most part, aside yeah, from it's been the single camera. Cam yeah. Shit. Like everything yeah, after loss has just... kind of been, yeah. <laughs> well, you um, see in the promos for next week's episode that she's kind of doing like the confessional style camera like a modern family type show oh got you yeah and i think that's and i think that's probably the end of their like sitcom i mm-hmm. mean we've gotten the i we've gotten the real world now so i'd be surprised if we got much more sitcom at all 
I think it'll mm. be a lot of like Wanda in character. Like they'll be in time periods, right, for the yeah. sitcoms, but I don't I don't think it'll be much more like just yeah. sitcom. Joey. Yeah. yeah well, it'll I, be a lot of like back and forth between Sword and Wanda. Like totally, totally. I could see that. You know, that I will say that we haven't seen the episode where they have the classic vision and Wanda Halloween costumes. Um, I think that might so, be the I next think that's episode. the 80s. Yeah, that feels very much like no. that. So you have that, and then you also have the look where she has like the kind of curly, puffy red hair, and she's wearing like that's the red... also 80s. Okay, yeah, I wasn't I sure if that was going to be next from... episode. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to be from the same thing or not. So point being is there are a couple of different looks, you know, in terms of period stuff that we haven't seen. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they um, how they bring that all together. Yeah, I so. Next in the episode, right? She yeets Monica out, and then Vision comes. Look, I'm trying to stay hip with the kids, okay, Lauren? Um, Vision comes in. (laughs) Vision comes back in from where he was in the prior episode talking to Herb and Agnes. He's kind of a little bit out of focus in the background, and you see Wanda trying to, like, compose herself after, like, losing her shit. Mm-hmm. And she turns around, and what do we see but a fucking zombified, head caved yep. in, gray skulled vision. Yep. Um, and she kind of like snaps out of it, and uh, he's back. But is he though? The episode, yeah. The episode ends, I think, if you, I've watched it three times now because yeah. I'm that human. If you <laughs> watch at the end, when they sit down to watch TV, she looks at the screen. And vision looks above the TV into the camera. Yeah. He's like, he's like, help me, kind yeah. of. He looks yeah. he looks a little bit higher than she does, and you can yeah. tell that he kind of looks really nervous. Yeah. Well, I'd be I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we if we see, you know, maybe even in the next couple episodes, like his uh version of that, where maybe he saw yeah. some that and and he's just kind of like play, underplaying that, at least in this in this episode, to keep his chills. So I'll have to go back yeah. and, and check that out. I didn't really notice that at, at that final shot, but that's interesting. He sits down, they're holding the babies, he looks over at her like really uncomfortably, and yeah. then he looks above the TV. Huh, and I'm like interesting. he's like trying to communicate with yeah. us, which uh, mm-hmm. us would be Sword. Them. Darcy. Yeah. yeah. Sword, yeah. Um but I want to talk about necrophilia everybody oh my god welcome to well welcome to the necrophilia cast (laughs) um so bad is vision really dead and she's dragging around his dead body or did what she see was that just like her remembering what happened to him and she freaked out or did the facade just drop and she's really just dragging around a dead vision that everyone else has to like interact with i think it could be a combination of any of those three i think he's still dead and either she's manifesting him somehow or, um, you know, maybe there's some some dead vision corpse action happening there. But I just I feel like that's a little too wild for something. Disney. It is. It's too dark for Disney, but yeah. I want it to be so. I just want her to be dragging around this fucking dead <laughs> vision all over the place. And like everyone else ha- like, oh, man, it's so horror. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, that's what I want. like don't half-ass it man if you're gonna go horror go horror i just want there just to be like a floating dead vision like walking around (laughs) westview because she's like puppeteering his dead body weekend at bernie's (laughs) weekend at visions man it's weekend at bernie's but she's got him like a mannequin you know yeah Yeah. i want it to be so but yeah they do the implication is they sleep together at the end of episode or at the beginning of episode two so that's a little too dark for disney yeah 
Yeah, I think Vision is still dead, and he's just some sort of manifestation. So it's not actually Vision. Um, it's mm. just her memory of him or her, you know, um, uh, mental picture of him, I guess, if you will. So riddle yeah, me this, Batman. The promos for next episode, or it could have been just like what, like coming up next. So who knows when this comes in the timeline of the show. But in the promo that they released after episode four, Vision briefly leaves the bubble, right? If he's being puppeteered by Wanda and he's not alive anymore, how can he operate outside of the bubble of Westview? Did he leave the bubble, though? Yeah, so there's a scene where he, like, leaves the bubble and then he, like, drops to his knees in front of, like, all the sword tents and shit. I don't know. Well, maybe that's why he dropped to his knees, because he lost he's dead. power mm-hmm. outside of that. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching the promos, because yeah. I already know I'm going to watch the show. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I just got to get that's interesting. new footage, baby. Give me everything early, as quick as physically possible. I will say, though, it is really nice, like, being able to let this play out over the course of, you know, yeah. eight or nine weeks and be able to watch it all. And then we can like go back and actually watch it as a whole. You know what I mean? It's not like with one I of think, the, go ahead, Lauren, sorry. No, I just think there's just so much happening in each episode, like even subtly that it, it is nicer to be able to digest. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've kind of not exactly complained, but like kind of complained of how short the episodes are just because we want more, mm-hmm. but you don't want nine I, minutes I've, of credits. Yeah. Um, you know, when I stop and think about it, I'm like, no, actually, there's like a lot going on there. And I'm glad I have like the time to think about it. Because if I just binged them, then I probably wouldn't like realize all the stuff right away. And yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely that. But like in terms of, you know, the the old way, I guess, if you will, of going to an actual theater and seeing a Marvel movie and like having that be a two hour experience and then like. Usually the next time I would watch one of those movies, unless it's like a movie I really enjoyed, I might go see it again in a theater. Like I saw Avengers like four times in theaters because I love that movie and just the experience of it was amazing. But, you know, the, for the most part, I the next time I watch it is when it comes out on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you know, or DVD like four months later. So it's going to be really nice after the final episode airs to just be able to just like watch it as one it entire all. piece, yeah. you know, as opposed yeah. to a TV show. So I so, think it's it'll be nice movie to... is the way I look at it, you know. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be a great rewatch, rewatch for the fact that there is so much baked in yeah. that, like, I'm sure even now we haven't realized is going to pay off later. And so then to be able to watch it in succession, mm-hmm. knowing what's coming, yeah. I think I'm sure there's going to be more to pick up on. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, I all see the, that, too. But like, yeah, all the other pot- potential connections outside of the series to, you know, everything else that's going on. So, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Totally. I, how do you, so clearly she's manifesting vision in some way or another, whether it's a dead corpse or not, she's got him there. (laughs) He's, I think he's very clearly established some sort of consciousness though, because he's questioning things, Mm -hmm. right? Like he asks her about the beekeeper when she says no. And then like, he asks like where Geraldine is and she like makes the time skip again. Right. Like he's becoming suspicious of things, but he's so like, he's got to be forming some sort of consciousness. Right. And my theory is Wanda's powers were, they, they came from an infinity stone, right? Mm -hmm. She was experimented on with an infinity stone. That's how vision was created was with the, was with the mind stone. 
in Infinity War, Bruce starts talking about how Vision isn't just the Mind Stone, right? There was much more intricacies to him, yeah. and that's why they think they can pull it out of him without him dying. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that she's created, like, yes, we see the dead Vision, but I have a theory that she's created a Vision with that that has now also kind of become its yeah. own thing Does because it it's... Yeah. Be- because it doesn't, yeah, because because it's created with the, the Mind Stone or whatever, however she's created it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Ultron theory, right? In mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, when he like mm-hmm. kind of like becomes greater than the sum of its parts yeah. because he like learns. I'm starting to think that like Vision may not come out of the end of the show dead because he's like learned to become a person, I guess. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think... Either that or potentially if if we're going with the deal with the devil scenario, like maybe Mephisto did bring him back in some capacity, but, you know, for some reason with the deal, whatever, like Wanda has to keep him in this way. Um, or, Or she's doing this because she doesn't want to repeat what's happened. And so this is the safe space for them to live out their life yeah. together because yeah. if they if they leave the bubble then you know they'll have to go save the world and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. right right, totally. right. yeah um, i mean i will say that i'm probably gonna have issues with the fact that well not the fact <laughs> it, with the idea of them bringing vision back from the dead permanently um i think if they do that that's not really an ideal scenario for me a because it detracts from the what they did in infinity war and the stakes of that movie like Yes, they killed half the people, but they also brought most of them back to 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 really take away like important deaths like that. I think you know might end up hurting the character and the and that movie in particular yeah. more than anything else. I just don't see how he can be like. I don't see how he could be questioning things if Wanda was in full control of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if she had full control over what he does and his mind, how is he starting to question things? She yeah. would she would know that and be able to like nip that in the bud. Yeah. Right. But well, yeah, yeah. he's got some sort of self-awareness, at least, at least a little bit. Cause yeah. he's questioned two or three things. And then we see in future episodes from trailers that he's talking to Agnes about like him being dead in the, you know, in the real world, there are things throughout the trailer and what we've seen already that he's operating somewhat. Yeah. Uh, without Wanda as yeah. well. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say they couldn't bring him back for this, but like I think that that at the end of the day like it's Wanda's arc isn't as powerful if he comes back to life. Like I feel in a certain respect like it's it feels very reminiscent of like Wonder Woman, right? I was where just going to say where it's that. Like, like oh, I rescind my wish type of thing, you know it. what I mean? And yeah. it's so that's again, that would yeah. feel less optimal because then it sort of takes those stakes away and like Anytime they kill a character in the future, people are going to be like, well, they're just going to fucking find a way to bring them back. So, like, what is it all? Yeah. Welcome to I fucking comic mean, books. You know? Yeah, but at sure, the same time, they're but... making movies. They're not making comic books, you know? So you have to take that into account. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that if Vision is alive in this show, I don't think he'll be alive when the show's over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to see him in anything past this. Personally. We'll see. We'll but see, you know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, hey. We trust Marvel at this point, so you know I'm yeah. sticking with that trust. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just personally I feel like it would be best if they use him to that ability for this show, and then just kind of let it be at that point. So, mm-hmm. As much as I, I love, love Paul it. Bettany, oh god, he's can so we good. just have go, Paul Bettany go go back to being the voice of um, 
Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say the what's the other one? The new one. Um, the new acronym. It's Friday. Not, yeah, Friday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, that's just a hot Irish sounding woman. Yeah. <laughs> I All right. Well, I think we've beat this horse to death. We, we've been talking about this for almost an hour now. Are you guys ready, though, for extra super crazy theory land? Mm, let's do it. Outside of WandaVision, right? Okay, so great. Episodes three and four, amazing. Loved mm-hmm. them. Can't wait for more real life mm-hmm. stuff. Can't wait to see what happens with Vision. Uh, yeah, that's all that stuff, right? Fucking chew on this bone. Um, there are theories floating around the internet about spider-man 3 okay so clearly the multiverse in some form or another is going to happen because of wandavision right Mm -hmm. whether she goes crazy at the end and breaks it open or you know however it happens it happens Mm -hmm. there's a theory out there that spider-man 3 the main villain is well no we 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 know that but there's a theory that the main villain is this person called the benefactor. Mm. And his job is to pluck these out of universe villains to form the Sinister Six to fight Spider-Man, right? Mm. So the whole theory is that like once the multiverse happens, whether it's just like a quick lapse in WandaVision or it's wide open, there are these villains who have fallen into the 616 accidentally, such as Jamie Foxx, Electro, right? Alfred Molina, the octopus. Yeah. Um, the theory is that the benefactor, <gasps> Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I will so you say, Joel, you're probably spending almost a the little... theory we've already had. Yeah, I was gonna say you're probably spending a little <laughs> bit too much time on Reddit. Uh, you might want to scale that back a little bit. I know. <laughs> I feel like. Are you a member of Filmanon? Is that yeah. what's happening right now? No, I don't. What the hell is that? Oh man. It was it was a joke on QAnon and oh, your QAnon. film gotcha. theories. Yeah. It was hey, actually Taylor. Norman. Thank I... you, Taylor. It's a little it's <laughs> a little you. wild out there. It's a yeah. it's it's a little wild. But who's gonna like Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus and Jamie Foxx's Electro aren't just gonna like be friends? Yeah. on their own yeah. someone's got to bring them together dude i i'm telling you i they have to bring paul giamatti's rhino theory, back like into three this casts movie. ago we need to have paul giamatti's rhino <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the same theory with the, just one different character yeah. who's putting them together yeah norman osborne which is funny because Os- norman osborne is a part of the sinister six so it's like it's, i don't he know it's funny. That's, exactly that's what i'm saying man yeah i don't know, yeah. I, I, don't know. Yeah. I think it'll be cool craven like we've been saying all oh, yeah. along. No, just, so that whole theory, yeah. go, dude, I didn't even, that's like an inch of the mile of the theory, dude. The theory is that the benefactor, <laughs> the theory is that the benefactor hires Craven to stop Peter Parker from like stopping this like Sinister Six creation. <laughs> Joy, right? so and then obviously he fails because it, you know, you are that Charlie Day meme come to life right it's now. Straight always. Up, like you even always. have all of the superheroes yeah, behind get, you on the, the wall. Where's so the where's whiteboard? your string? Like <laughs> yeah, where's the whiteboard <laughs> and the string? I was about to say there's no I was about to say there's no bad guys on there, but there is Magneto and Doctor yeah. Doom and Red Skull. Um yeah. are there any more bad guys on there? Mm. Venom, but he's kinda like an anti hero. Yeah, oh, that's about it. Oh, there's vision. Uh <laughs> Anyway, it's all making yeah. sense now. 
Look, y'all are going to feel real dumb when this is 100% true. <laughs> okay, in, you know, in fairness, we've never said that it isn't true. We yeah. just have said, you've gone down a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Time to come home. Yeah, Fine, here I am. I'm back to the podcast. And Taylor, where can everybody <laughs> find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Salem. Lauren? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagrams. And I'm the LA Nerd everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I did just do a Godzilla versus Kong trailer reaction. For some reason, it's doing horrible compared to all my other videos. Makes no sense to me. Go watch it, please. And starting next week, I will be back on Fan Theory TV doing We Watch Whedon Dollhouse. Go check out some Eliza Dushku goodness. Other than that, this has been Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, and we'll do two more WandaVision episodes in two weeks. Sounds good. Later, nerds. Bye. Peace.